Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? Welcome to Defense Matters, where we're talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. It's me, your host, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shade the Drunk on Twitter. Happy Thanksgiving, guys and gals. Um, thankful to be here. Thankful to have you listening to the show. Um, Want to give a special shout out to my man, Steve, the producer. Uh, appreciate you, Steve. Thankful for you. Um, yeah, thankful for the IDP Army. Thankful we get to watch some football today. Thankful we get to eat some mashed potatoes, some turkey, some gravy, some stuffing, all the good stuff. So I hope you all are having a good time with your families and friends um, and enjoying Thanksgiving, however you all choose to do that this year. I'm going to go ahead and drop some IDP rankings on y'all and some notes. And um, for this upcoming week, week 12, we got two games today. They pushed back my Steelers game, which pretty annoyed by that, but whatever. Um, I'll let it go. Steelers, this is uh, going to be a great year for us. It is a great year so far. People are still sleeping on us, and that's fine. Um, ooh, we're going places. I'm excited. Um, as always, subscribe, like, leave a review. would appreciate that. I really would appreciate that. It helps the show a lot. It's like the only thing you guys can really do to help the show um, that I ask you to do to help the show, and I appreciate that. I do this for you. You do that for me, and, yeah, we can we – can, uh, we can take this thing places. Uh, excited for the offseason, too. I have a lot of cool projects. Steve and I talked about that. Um, but anyway, we'll get to the rankings and the notes. Um, join me Sunday, myself and Steve, and uh, we'll be on the <clears throat> the channel doing the live stream as well. We'll do the Start Sit Show, the IDP Army live stream. So come join that 11 Eastern. Um, we do that every Sunday. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into some... Let's talk about the top uh, players from week 11 real quick here. An IDP 1-2-3 scoring this last week. Olivier Vernon, 42 points. He was your number one defensive line player this past week. Um, we got the call that Miles Garrett was going to be out with COVID. Uh, he's going to be out at week 12 as well. Um, so Olivier Vernon, I mean, he filled in. He put up some big numbers in Miles Garrett's absence. Uh, it's, it's sad because I have Miles Garrett on several dynasty teams and I see these numbers by Olivia Vernon and I'm like, man, that could have been, should have been Miles Garrett, but good for him. Uh, no Miles Garrett this week. So Olivia Vernon is pretty high in the rankings. I'll tell you that. I mean, he's still got some juice in him. <clears throat> so he was your number one uh, defensive line player linebacker this week. Number one guy was Alex Singleton. We had a lot of questions in the live stream last week about Alex Singleton. We had a really good, nice game two weeks ago. Had another really nice game this last week. Uh, I said, you know, I wasn't playing him as anything more than a, a DB three, a linebacker three, probably. Uh, I know he had one hot game, but he's had two hot games now. I mean, he finishes the number one linebacker. So I don't know if Nate Gary's coming back off IR or not. He might already be back off. Um, we'll need to check on that. So I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe that they maybe they play Singleton. Maybe they give Gary a spot back. We'll have to see. But if Gary's a lot higher in the rankings or 
Singleton's a lot higher in the rankings this week than last week as well. Because, I mean, two back-to-back high-level weeks, I mean, that's a trend. Well, it's not quite a trend, but it's pretty damn close to a trend. And then the number one overall defensive back last week was Jordan Fuller. Um, and actually, he tied with Janoris Jenkins. Talked about Janoris Jenkins on the live stream Sunday morning. Said he was a guy that I would be interested in playing as cornerback this week. Um, he came up a couple of times. Uh, J- J- Justin Reed had another nice week. Good for him. Uh, it's really good to see his name back up there again. Minka Fitzpatrick, another guy. Uh, he had a really nice week. These guys all finished right around 30 points. Uh, Jordan Fuller, though, on Sunday night football or Monday night football, with those two picks of Brady really took people over the top. Uh, you know, I said last week when Rap went out, you know, he and uh, Rap and Fuller have been basically trading places on the IR because of injury. You know, I brought up, you know, they're both basically DB1s. Um, low-end DB1s when they're on the field. And I said, you know, I was going to – I would be confident playing Fuller as a, you know, low-end one this last week, high-end two. And he ended up being the number one guy on the week. Uh, he actually he actually won me a week in uh, Shark City. So that was a that was a pretty big matchup between myself and a uh, big three IDP host, uh, Josh Raymer. Um, so I was pretty happy to have him on the squad this week. So that was good. He, uh, he ended up, like I said, with 30 points. And then um, Alex Singleton, I think, had just like 32 points. Um, so let's get to some news and some some injuries. We had Jayon Brown, elbow injury. Uh, looked pretty not not great. He looked like he was in a lot of pain. Uh, he They said he's dislocated and fractured his elbow, so he's done for the season. Uh, that's a real shame. Uh, you know, he's one of the better linebackers in the league. He's one of the better linebackers for IDP. But he's at all the snaps. I mean, he gets a ton of pass uh, pass deflections, which you love. And then he also gets a lot of tackles. So that's a real big blow to that defense. Um, Rashawn Evans and Harold Landry are going to have to step up uh, big time. And then we'll have to see who they uh, call up as the next man up. I saw there was a couple of guys that came out um, in that game to fill in for him. But we'll just have to see how that how that plays out this week. I'm not playing anybody until I, until I see a little bit more. That's not, you know. Jayon, or that's not Rashawn Evans or Harold Landry. Uh, Josh Allen, this knee injury, it's back. It's back. You know, he got knocked out of a game a couple weeks ago uh, because of a knee injury. He's hurt his knee again. They were blowing smoke on you know Sunday night, Monday morning, saying, "Oh, it's not that bad. He's going to be fine." And then the next day, they put him on IR. So he's gone at least three weeks. Uh, it's basically a wash of a season for Josh Allen. He has not performed like we wanted him to. Um, be that as it may, that could be the organizational, uh, you know, issues, um, the funk that the Jaguars just seem to be in overall. It's unfortunate. He's a talented player and I expect him to come back uh, strong next year. Uh, but his value is definitely dipping just based on what we saw this season, you know, given the chance to go do something, he really didn't do a lot. And then we had Ronnie Harrison. Uh, he had a, a knee injury for the Browns. Early in week 11, exited the game. He returned uh, shortly after that, but then he exited again and just didn't come back. So what are you going to do? Every time I play Ronnie Harrison, he gets hurt. Every time I bench him, he has like a 25-point game. So if anybody else is feeling that pain, I'm right there with you. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about some of the notes for the week or just on the season so far. We'll start defensive line players. Um, Trey Hendrickson, I mean, he's the real deal. He had two sack. He had two sacks before the half this week. Um, I mean, monster, monster. I mean, that's all I gotta say. I mean, I have him in a couple of leagues. I got those points. I was kind of like, 
I don't want to say I was like shocked that I had him in, but I, you know, it has been a tough uh, season for injury. So I had him in a lot of IDP flex spots. It turned out. So I was really feeling that. And it was, um, it was a good week to have Trey Hendrickson. Um, you know, last week was a huge letdown week for a lot of defensive line players. And a lot of those guys that were down last week had monster games this week, Cam Jordan, you know, he had a bad week last week. He came back up. Um, Montez sweat came back up for a decent game. Uh, Chase young had a decent game. Um, so defensive line was a lot better this week. Yannick, even on his, his minimal snaps, uh, sack and a forced fumble this week. Uh, Chase Young had that forced fumble at the goal line, which is pretty big. Um, so I mentioned earlier, Olivia Vernon, that big game, four solos, three tackles for loss, three sacks, a pass deflection, a safety and assist, three quarterback hits. I mean, he did everything in this game. Um, W for the Browns too. So Browns, even though Baker's not doing much this year, the Browns are winning games. So, you know, we, it's a, it's a team sport and the team is the team's humming along nicely. So good for them. It's good to see that. Um, wanted to make a note here about TJ Watt. Uh, he has as many tackles for loss through 10 games, uh, as which is 14 right now, as of recording this, as he had in all of 2019. So he's pacing for a monster tackle for loss season. Uh, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be pushing in on. He might push in on 30. So that that would be something. That would be something special to watch happen. Um, it was a down week for TJ Watho this last week. He did only have six points. Um, he played 53%, 53 snaps. You know, DeForest Buckner had a down week this last week at defensive line, seven points. He played 56 snaps. Um, Emmanuel Ogba down week. Joey Bosa down week. They played both in the 50s in snaps. Um, Jeffrey Simmons, Cam Hayward. There were some pretty pretty low-end guys this week. Romeo Aquara, three points. Um, Chase Winovich, two points. So, you know, you expected a little bit more from some of those guys. It was honestly the first down week T.J. Watts had all season, so that was unfortunate, but he's still the number one defensive line player. Um, I wanted to quickly bring up Harold Landry as well. Um, you know, he's having a kind of a crazy season. Um, he's I mean, he's top five right now at defensive line if you play on sleeper. Um, and on, at linebacker, he's obviously a lot lower. But if you play in an edge or defensive line like I do, you know, on sleeper, He's defensive lineman five in IDP one, two, three scoring. The only guys ahead of him are Miles Garrett, Jason Pierre Paul, Darius Smith, and TJ Watt. Uh, and he's doing he you know, he's getting his points a little bit differently than them. Uh, you know, he only has three and a half sacks on the season. And he's up here with guys who are basically all leading the league in sacks, basically, or damn near close to it. Um, you know, TJ Watt with nine. Miles Garrett has nine and a half. Um, so he's up here with some some big names while only producing three and a half sacks. And you say, how is that? You know, Zadarius Smith, eight sacks, Jason Pierpaul. I mean, these guys are all in the top 10 of sacks. And uh, Harold Landry's not even sniffing that. Um, but it really comes down to, one, he's playing a lot of snaps. He's playing basically essentially 90-plus percent of snaps as an edge-rushing linebacker. So he's basically like a T.J. Watt type of player. He's on the field constantly. Um, he's got 12 quarterback hits, you know, Miles Garrett has 14. He's not too far off there. He has seven tackles for loss. Miles Garrett has seven tackles for loss. Not too far off there. Uh, he has 
this is a this is an interesting part. He has five pass deflections. Miles Garrett has zero, so he's got fifteen points in pass deflections, making up for these lost sacks. Um, you know, so when you look at his scoring breakdown, which I've been posting these on my Twitter uh, feed, if you guys want to hop on there, if you have any questions about guys, I can post them. But um, Harold Landry right now has forty five percent of his points are coming from solo tackles. Um, compared to that to the other top five guys or other four guys in the top five, Miles Garrett's getting thirty uh, percent of his points from solos, Jason Pierre-Paul, 31, Zadarius Smith, 33, and TJ Watt, 28. So one mile or Harold Landry is producing a lot more solo tackles than these guys. And two is uh, he is keeping up with the, the, uh, the tackles for loss. He has 14. Like I said, miles Garrett, 14. He's got more than Jason Pierre-Paul. He's only got 10 um, or not 10, 10 points. So he's got five of them. And then Zadarius Smith and T.J. Watt both have a, a decent bit more. But he's keeping up in that department fairly well. And then the pass deflections, like I alluded to, I mean, he's got five pass deflections. Um, you know, Zadarius Smith only has one. Miles Garrett has zero. So, you know, he's making up these points in other ways. So just because he's not getting a lot of sacks doesn't mean he can't be a productive defensive lineman. Look back last season at, a, oh, who's a good example of this last year? Sam Hubbard's a good example. He had a really high solo tackle rate, and he did other – other things, you know, so um, you can produce on the field if you're getting the snaps and you're a playmaker. I mean, he's still getting he's still getting more than almost 50. What we got here? He's still getting almost 45 percent of his uh, points in uh, impact plays, um, you know, even if you include the sack. So he's an impact player getting behind the line of scrimmage. He's got two interceptions on the year, too. That's I mean, I know that's kind of fluky, but I mean, like I said, he's kind of like a mini T.J. Watt. T.J. Watts got uh, an interception on the season. Um, oh, he only got one interception on the season. Anyway, I wanted to just highlight for a second there, Harold Landry. He doesn't get enough love. Um, you need to buy him up in Dynasty. That's just the long and short of it. Um, I've been saying that for a while, and I just it kind of looked at the top five this last week. I was I kind of shocked that he was in the top five at defensive line, but, you know, like I knew he would be pretty high. I've had him in leagues, and he's playing very well with only three and a half sacks. So kudos to him. Hats off. All right, linebacker notes. I said last week maybe we get the Isaiah Simmons breakout game because of Devondre Campbell injury. Devondre Campbell snaps did dip. Isaiah Simmons did play a lot more, and he had a massive game. He was the number two linebacker on the week. Nine solos, two tackles for loss, an assist, quarterback kick, and a sack. You know, he put up 30 points. And basically his first real time they handed him the keys to the castle. So – I mean, if you've been holding on to him, rejoice. And on Sleeper, he is a very, very rare type of uh, Konami code or whatever you call that because he is defensive line and linebacker eligible, but he's playing a middle, like a linebacker role. So he's going to get you a lot of tackles in your defensive line position. So it's kind of like if you're an MFL person, it's like um, – like uh, Logan Ryan right now is a cornerback on MFL, but he's really playing safety. So you get like juiced up points, especially in these uh, premium leagues because of the position he plays. He's going to just by default outscore the other guys playing his spot. That's kind of what you're going to get with Isaiah Simmons. So if you have him in sleeper, I mean, he might when he's we're looking at a guy who's probably going to win people championships. If you put him in your defensive line spot and you're sitting there with someone like Miles Garrett, or T.J. Watt already, um, and then you don't even have to play around with the Chase Young, um, you know, Chase Winovich, Cam Hayward, you know, Joey Bosa. I hope something happens here. Like, you can just put in some points and be like, look, 
it's going down. So kudos to you if you have them. I can, I am very, very ashamed to say that I have zero Isaiah Simmons because I missed him in like all my rookie drafts, and then he didn't do ish at the beginning of the season. Um, like I said earlier, Alex Singleton, he looks legit. He probably he could steal this role from Gary, but we're going to have to see when he comes back what actually happens because this is the Eagles, and nothing they do makes any sense really. Um, Roquan Smith, I want to bring up about him. One, he's an absolute beast superstar stud. He and Devin White are, whoo, I mean, these boys are, they're bad. They're bad men. Um, but Roquan Smith right now, he has 15 tackles for loss on the season. He has a second most only. TJ Watt has half a tackle for loss more than him. That's insanity, okay? So one, um, more than his previous two seasons combined, okay? And we're only at, game, we're only at week 12. So Roquan Smith is playing crazy lights out right now. Um, he's on pace to basically put up a, a damn near identical season to what Darius Leonard put up in 2018. In 2018, Darius Leonard had a 35 impact play, 37 impact plays. Let me check this one more time. I think he had 35 impact plays and um, 163 tackles, if I'm not mistaken. And right now, Roquan Smith is pacing for 153 tackles. Okay, so that's a little bit less, but. Um, he's still, he's pacing for, uh, over, over 37 impact plays. So he's going to go over Darius Leonard, Leonard in the impact plays this season, or he could. So we're going to have to see how that actually shakes out, but he's basically going to put up a monster season. Um, Devin White, if he can just get a little bit of an edge on Devin White, he's, he's going to hold that spot down pretty easily, I think. Let's. It's kind of at the cost of Danny Trevathan too. He hasn't really been what you wanted him to do this season. Um, yeah, here it is. Uh, 37 impact plays and 154 tackle pace right now for Roquan. In 2018, Darius Center had 35 impact plays and 163 tackles. So I wanted to vet that. I knew I could had it somewhere here for you guys. So I'm giving that to you, uh, guys and gals. Um, he's. I mean, he's a top three um, linebacker in Dynasty. So, and he's probably worth a first round pick if you want context. Um, New York Jets, this guy Harvey Lange, uh, he could be a waiver wire target. Um, he had 11 tackles on 76 snaps. Uh, the thing you like there is 76 snaps. The Jets are going to play bukus of snaps because they suck. So, even if a guy's playing like a shared snap percentage, it's going to be just kind of by default higher. So, he had a you know half decent game. Um, Jets linebackers have been productive. They're kind of like um, Browns linebackers, where you just want one because they're going to put points up. Um, some letdowns this week at linebacker: uh, Jerome Baker, Bobby Okrecki, Anthony Walker, Devondre Campbell. Um, snaps were kind of the issue for the last two there. Uh, defensive back notes. I know I'm kind of dragging on the notes today, guys, but I mean, the rankings are, you can check those out on the site. They're not hard to find, you know, commentary is what, you know, you're probably really here for. Minka Fitzpatrick, two interceptions this last week. Okay, that makes, uh, I think that's his fourth on the season. He get When he gets hot, he's hot, you know, and I said, somebody asked about him a week or two ago, and they said, do I take him out of my lineup? Uh, and I said, I mean, just leave him. At this point, you just kind of leave him in there. Um, we saw what Mike Hilton was doing at the start of the season. Mike Hilton kind of disappeared, got hurt. Minka Fitzpatrick's kind of been coming on strong, and we know Minka Fitzpatrick's a talented all-pro type of player, um, and now he's getting these uh, these high-leverage opportunities. Um, 
and it's, it's working out for him. So he's been on fire. He had two interceptions this last week. Like I said, he was a top five defensive back. That's why you leave him in your lineups. You know, never as a one. You don't play Minka Fitzpatrick as a one, but he can have one weeks. Um, and then Terrell Edmonds this last week uh, popped off for his sec- second and third interception of his career, both in the same week. So you had both the uh, Steelers safeties popping off, which was uh, awesome to see. Um, and, you know, no one cares, but I chose to bench Terrell Edmonds for the first time in two leagues, and one of them it cost me. I basically played him every week this season, and I just had him for – I don't remember why. I just randomly decided he's – he's floors – you know, he's a floor guy, and I but he threw up some ceiling this last week. So good for him. That's a good uh, a good trajectory for him. He's been playing a lot better. So this – uh. Yeah, it was good to see him actually make some impact plays and turnovers, you know, and big ones. So good for him. Um, Jeremy Chan had a let down this week. Uh, like I said, he only, uh, he was another guy that kind of let you down. At, I bring him up in the defensive backs. He's really a linebacker at this point. Um, but he only four tackles, only six points, so most of them were assist. And then Jamal Adams, uh, Kari Willis, and then Buda Baker all let you down this last week. Um, play them. I mean, there's these guys are top dogs. They let you down once. I mean, you just you don't. You just roll them back out there this next week because they're gonna they're gonna take care of your team as they have all season. So, all right, let's hop into the rankings and then I'll get y'all out of here so you can go spend time with your family and loved ones and watch football and do all that great stuff we all love to do on Thanksgiving. So, linebackers first, or wait, no, I always do defensive line first. All right, so week twelve IDP rankings. Defensive line players, Stephon Tuitt, Aaron Donald, Joey Bosa, Cameron Jordan, Brian Burns, Chase Young, Demarcus Lawrence, Montez Sweat, Carlos Dunlop, Olivia Vernon, Brandon Graham, and Jason Pierre-Paul are my top 12 plays this week. Stephon Tuitt gets a really nice matchup. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, you get to see the graphic. They get Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore is going to be well rested now, but they're a lot of the guys that are in their COVID protocol. Why this game got moved, if, if you're not aware of the drama, is a lot of guys from Baltimore. There's like a COVID outbreak in Baltimore. So a couple of guys got it. Um, the running backs, you probably know that from the offensive side of things. And then it started getting out that more and more guys had it, and they were going to be announcing multiple guys were missing the game. And apparently they had six, seven, eight guys test positive. A lot of them were offensive linemen. And the NFL now is like, well, let's be safe, so we're going to postpone it. So maybe some of these guys will play. So the Steelers were pumped because none of their guys have COVID, and they're ready to take on uh, Baltimore after they just came off a tough game, a tough loss in overtime um, in a short week with a bunch of their players out. And now the game gets moved, so maybe there's a chance that, you know, some of their guys are going to be able to play now, and they're going to be more well-rested. So the Steelers, who are already – the best defense in the league now, and they're already in a divisional game and a rivalry game, one of the few in the NFL that I feel like is still very real. Um, they're pissed. And so Stefan Tuitt against, you know, Lamar Jackson, who's not playing his best football, who gets sacked a lot. Um, I think this is going to be a money game for him. And obviously, you guys, if you're on sleeper, TJ Watts, number one play, duh. But I'm talking to you guys through my fantasy pros rankings right now. So, Stefan Tuitt, number one. Aaron Donald gets San Francisco. He's had a couple down weeks, past couple of weeks. Um, he's not having, he's not defensive player of the year. So, d- spare me. If he blows up this week, please don't tell me he's defensive player of the year. The last two weeks, he hasn't done shit. 
Uh, he's not pacing. He's pacing for one of his like down years. I'm sure he's grading out well, but he's not going to lead the league in tackles for loss this season. I don't think. Uh, I mean, a middle linebacker might do that. Uh, and as I said earlier, Roquan Smith. I mean, he has 15. So um, he's balling out. He might be defensive player of the year, honestly. Um, Aaron Donald has 11. So, I mean, he's not too, too far behind, but he's still a handful behind. And these other guys are, are pacing very well. Um, but he's still a top play this week. San Francisco, they have a backup quarterback, and they're kind of beat up all over the place. Um, you know, their wide receiver situation, their running back situation, they're getting Mostert back. But, uh, you know, I don't know what kind of game shape he's going to be in coming off the IR and all that. And it's just going to be – it's kind of a hodgepodge, ragtag group of guys. You know, this isn't the this isn't the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, a lot of guys might be there, but this is not that team. So, uh, Steelers defense – or Steelers – the Rams defense is good. Aaron Donald still their leader. So, I expect him to have a bounce-back week this week. But that's to be expected. Uh, Joey Bosa – Coming off the dud, he gets Buffalo. That's a good matchup for a defensive line. You can get some sacks there. Uh, and Joey Bosa, had, like I said, down week, but I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna bounce back. Cameron Jordan, I got some a little bit of heat last week for people saying, you know, Cam Jordan, you have him so high in your ranking still. And I was like, look, I mean, you you go with the known talent, you go with the known commodity, you go with the longest history of success. That's how I truly. That's how I view this. You know, what I mean, that's why Aaron Donald is still a top player until he falls off. He's not gonna, you know, not be up here cameron jordan similar situation i like the matchup he had a monster week uh, i think he ended up being the number two or three defensive lineman he had two or three sacks i mean it was just a really great week for cameron jordan all around so i was happy i stuck with him and if you played him you were happy too brian burns at five another guy that that breakout game finally came this last week two big sacks uh, he ended up being a top five defensive lineman uh top six defensive lineman and i was you know, but it's, he's been right on the cusp of that monster game all season. And he had it. Dude's 22 years old. Um, he's a star, I think, uh, in the NFL. And I'm excited to have him on a lot of teams. And if you can still go get him from an owner or a manager, <clears throat> I recommend you do that before they get too attached um, and watch him play. Chase Young, Dallas. I mean, there's nothing else to say about that. That's going to be a good game today. Demarcus Lawrence, that's the same game. Montez Sweat, same game. So that's just going to be – I think that's going to be a defensive game. They're both running out uh, kind of some – you know, some old, some backup quarterbacks that both used to be starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, they still are now, but, you know, we know what Alex Smith is. We know Andy Dalton is. This will be a good game. Um, but I think they'll both take a couple sacks. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, he has had two top five finishes in the past three weeks, his first week with Seattle. And then this last week, he was both those weeks. He was top five at defensive line position. He had not finished in the top 10 at defensive line all season. Going back to last year, week 17, which you don't play fantasy football in week 17. He was the number one guy, but um, this year he had not been in the top 10. He's been top five twice since going to Seattle. So Carlos Dunlap, Play him every week. He's got a juicy schedule coming up. He's got Philadelphia. I mean, he's got a great schedule. He's he's gonna he's kind of in that same vein with Isaiah Simmons. I think that Carlos Dunlop's gonna be on a lot of championship winning rosters for IDP fantasy football. I'll say it this way: if I'm playing in the championship week and I don't have a lot of Carlos Dunlop, I'm ashamed to say that, but I don't. And if I'm playing against a guy who has Carlos Dunlop, I'm not going to be I'm gonna be worried. No matter who I have in my lineup, Joey Bosa, Cameron Jordan. Brian Murray, these guys I have ranked ahead of him right down this weekly. I'm going to be concerned. So that's where I'm at with Carlos Dunlop. I think he's going to be a league winner. 
Um, Olivia Vernon this week, Miles Garrett still out against Jacksonville, another backup quarterback situation, a backup backup quarterback situation. So um, he's going to feast again. We saw what he did, took advantage this last week. I expect the same thing. Brandon Graham having a great season. He gets Seattle this week, plug him in. And then Jason Pierre-Paul, he's not quite as high as usual because Kansas City doesn't give up a lot of sacks. He's still JPP, though. We saw he did this last week. He can get interceptions. He had interception in back-to-back weeks, which is very rare for a defensive lineman. He's got two on the season. He's a top-five defensive lineman on the year right now. Uh, he's number three, only behind T.J. Watt and Jadarius Smith. That's right. He has more fantasy points right now than Miles Garrett. So, I mean, it is what it is. My, my man, I was in a league this year. I saw a guy drop him at the end of the season or in the middle of the season, in the off season. And I had a buddy pick him up and he's like, I can't believe that guy did that. And I'm like, I know. Like, good for you though. I mean, you got a top three player at a certain position now, just because somebody was like, Oh, he's old, man. There ain't nothing old and busted about JPP. Believe that. So that's my top 12 for you at defensive line. Let's run over to the linebackers. Make this kind of quick and painless for you. Darius Leonard's the undisputed number one as per usual. He's an impact player. He's a high tackle guy. He gets Tennessee, which is a pretty friendly matchup for linebackers. Bobby Wagner is number two. Not necessarily the greatest matchup for linebackers, but he's still Bobby Wagner. And he, you know, I Philadelphia is is gonna. There's a high turnover kind of situation in Philadelphia right now. Uh, we know Carson Wentz throws interceptions. He leads the league in interceptions. He leads the league in sacks. He leads the leagues in force and fumbles. So he's like the most turnover-prone human in the NFL. Bobby Wagner has been playing some good football this year. He has a couple turnovers, a couple sacks. Um, uh, yeah, he's got three sacks on the season. Um, no, no, no interceptions, no forced fumbles. But he's got fifty. He's got five pass deflections. So. He gets his hands on the ball and he gets his hands on the quarterback. So this is a good situation for Bobby Wagner. I like his odds to get home on this. Um, Roquan Smith, uh, he's down a little bit this week. Well, he's not really. I mean, he's still top three. Um, Not a super-duper matchup necessarily for a linebacker position against Green Bay. They're fourth against the linebackers. But I still expect him to produce uh, Aaron Jones. They they can be a little bit run-heavy at times, so – uh, that could be good for him, especially if they get up early on this defense and they start running out, you know, that whole fourth quarter they just handed off to Jamal Adams and maybe they even play some A.J. Dillon. Um, Blake Martinez, this is a pretty good, traditionally, uh, game for linebackers against the Cincinnati Bengals. They play, play a lot of snaps, run a lot of plays, but this is the first week without Joe Burrow. So I don't know if this offense is going to hum along that way, but it's still it's Blake Martinez. I still think you're going to be good for 15 plus points out of him, you know, your hands tied behind your back and your eyes blindfolded. Like he's just going to do it. Jalen Smith, this is the sun. This is a game today. Um, so hopefully you are playing Jalen Smith. You're going to want this action. I mean, Jalen Smith, you play him every week. This is a divisional game. Uh, and it's a good matchup for linebackers. A couple of guys that are a little bit lower this week on the rankings than usual. Um, well, I'll just read off the rest of them to you. We got, at six, we got Miles Jack, seven, Foyasade, Olakun, eight, Devin White, nine, Levante David, ten, Eric Kendricks, eleven, Jordan Hicks, and twelve, Joe Schobert. Devin White and Levante David, I just quickly wanted to say that, you know, they're a little lower this week than normal. Um, they've been this low before. And you're like, oh, I know. I'm like, oh, they're still top ten. Like, low is a very relative term. But for them, you know, you might be like, oh, Jordan, why are you burying Devin White at eight? Um the reason for that is, you know, the Chiefs, 
they're the worst matchup essentially for linebackers in the NFL right now. They just do not give up a lot of points to the linebackers. Like that's probably has a lot to do with the fact that they just throw on people. Uh, you know, if you're a Clyde Edwards Alaire manager or, you know, you know this. I mean, you're very well aware of the fact that these these running backs aren't this isn't a very run heavy team, this Chiefs team. So, you know, everything's kind of going outside and deep. And that leaves the linebackers kind of wondering what the WTF. So uh, Devin White, Levante David are a little bit lower, but I'm still leaving them in my top 10 because they're Levante David and Devin White. Um, you know, I just they're they're true playmakers at the linebacker position. They can both get behind the line of scrimmage almost at will, you know, if their number gets called. And they both have great tackle floors. I mean, Jalen's are Devin White right now, 53% of his points are coming from solo tackles. Levante David, 59%. So they're they're impact players, but they're still getting a healthy number of points from their, you know, from their impact, from their from their from their baseline, which is their tackle floor. Um, like I said, both get behind the line of scrimmage a lot. Uh, both have um, six nine tackles for loss for Devin White on the season. Levante David has seven. So and they're getting sacks. Devin White's like basically the most uh, effective pass rushing linebacker in the league right now. He's got 30 points in sacks. Uh, so he's got five on the season. So he's pacing for, I mean, he's pacing for a monster season too. I mean, he, like I said, he's right there with Roquan Smith. It'll be interesting to see how they finish out this season and then how that's going to stack up to uh, 2018 Darius Leonard, who is kind of the recent uh, standard for that elite linebacker season so um like i said i wanted to highlight them though they are a little bit lower i think the last couple of weeks they've been both in the top five but it's just that kansas city matchup uh kendrick's i mean kendrick's is having a great season he's got a couple of interceptions on the year i po- post something on my twitter you gotta go check that out uh it's a, a little, just a little tiny idp breakdown of eric wilson and Eric Kendricks, it's a, a tale of two Eric's. They both play linebacker position for Minnesota, and they both have within one point of, or like five points of each other in IDP one, two, three scoring. One's linebacker seven on the season, and one's linebacker eight on the season, I believe. But their scoring profiles are different in, you know, a lot of ways. And that's something I like to look at when I, you know, when I'm researching my players and kind of real, you know, understanding how players play and how they score is, is important for IDP because it's not just a yards and touchdowns metric situation. Like it's a, you know, behind the line of scrimmage, you know, uh, coverage, uh, you know, it's tackles. It's, it's how's your defense performing just in general? Like, are they, are they a bad defense? Are they letting a lot of plays get run on them? So stuff like that. And then understanding what kind of player you have, are you a, I call them bread and butter linebacker, which bread and butter linebackers are guys that basically get 60, 65% of their points on tackles and a good example of a guy like that is uh zach cunningham uh and if you go look at eric kendrick's player profile this season he's similar to that too 66 percent of his points are coming in the uh solo tackle department but um it's interesting roquan smith looks like a bread and butter linebacker but that's because he gets so many tackles but he also gets massive amounts of um of impact plays, even though it's a smaller part of his 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 pie overall, what he's getting on the season, uh, it still is accumulating a ton of points for him. So he's like I said, he's just pacing for a crazy good season. Um, Jordan Hicks, uh, I don't know if Isaiah Simmons playing with his hair on fire is going to hurt him, 
but I still trust Jordan Hicks. I mean, it's, we, we're so quick to forget Jordan Hicks is the number one overall linebacker last season. He's not playing bad this year. He's, you know, he's putting up some good numbers, not the crazy, crazy good numbers he was last year, but I think, you know, some of that came with the disruption that Chandler Jones was bringing to that defense. And he was definitely uh, eating in on some of those big, those impact plays happening around him. Uh, maybe not happening quite as often. I know Hassan Reddick is coming, you know, having a lot of a, uh, a good sacks, you know, but Chandler Jones led the league in forced fumbles last year. So like when I say, you know, impact plays and disruptive plays and turn, you know, turnover worthy plays. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like when you can get one or two, even of those extra on the season, it really does, you know, a good bit to kind of boost your overall score. Um, especially when those are scaled appropriately, you know, those can be worth, you know, three or four sack, three or four tackles, you know, depending on if it's a solo or an assist. So, you know, all those things matter a lot. And then Joe Schobert, he came back kind of flying out of nowhere this last week, had a 13-tackle game, won a better game this season. Uh, he has already said publicly that he's very excited for this game against his old team this week against the Browns. He said he's very excited to get his hands around uh, Nick Chubb and hit him. Uh, I think he said that, and, you know, it's a fun fun thing to say, to you know, about a guy you used to play with. Uh, it's going to be a fun matchup, so I think he's going to put a little bit extra oomph into it. So I'm expecting a you know, at least a top 15 game out of Schober, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he finished in the top 12 against that very run-heavy uh, attack by the Browns. So we will jump into the defensive backs, and then I'll get you all out of here. Uh, Buda Baker, number one. I, you know, this is I, just like I feel like I'm on repeat every week with this. Buda Baker, Jamal Adams, Jeremy Chen, one, two, three. And four, I mean, almost even two. I mean, Jordan Poyer. I'm not overly, you know, with some of these guys, it's you can mess around with matchups and move them around. But, <clears throat> you know, it's talent, you know, talent, production, known production, known commodities. And we, you know, Jeremy Chin had down week. I'm not moving. All three of those top guys had down weeks. I'm not moving them down. We know they have top three, top five upside on a weekly basis. Jordan Poyer, same thing. He's the number one overall defensive back right now in the league. So I'm not moving him down. He's coming off the bye week, so we're, you know, don't be quick to forget. Um, Jesse Bates having another great season, which is really good to see. I don't have him on any of my dynasty teams, but I know a lot of people have been getting Jesse Bates on their teams the past couple of years, and he's panning out really well. You know, I love his – he kind of does everything. He gets the high tackles. He gets the, the pass deflections. He's like a souped-up version of Justin Simmons. Um, he gets the Jets this, or the Giants this week, so I like that. It could be a turnover game for him. Um, Jabril Peppers gets Cincinnati. He's, you know, like I said, he's had three, three or four back-to-back games with a top, top play. Uh, I think he went into the bye week this last week. So he had three games with 20 points or four games with 20 points for the last four weeks. So he's been coming on strong after a slow start to the season. Justin Simmons, he's got New Orleans. Um, that's a DB friendly matchup. I don't know what it well Traditionally, I don't know what's going to happen necessarily with old Taysom Hill. I don't know, you know, John Payton, he's 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 a mastermind, so I don't know what this game's really gonna look like, but Justin or Justin Simmons is always a guy that you need to have in your, you know, in your lineup because of the big playability. Jordan Fuller, same thing. Like I said, he's gonna be a low end DB one part of the rest of the way. He's shown himself this last week to be a playmaker. Um, and we saw earlier in the season he can he can put up some points. So good for him. And honestly, he's kind of supplanted he and Taylor Rapp have kind of supplanted John Johnson for that playmaking safety on that team. Um, John Johnson's just kind of just ho-humming too much for me this year. 
Uh, Cameron Curl, he's up there this week. He's had two really, really big weeks. He had another good week this last week. Uh, he gets Dallas, which is a super friendly matchup. And again, he's putting up a lot of tackles and he's, you know, he's kind of making some plays. So against a, a, a kind of a battered, dejected team um, in the Cowboys, I, I could see him making a play. So uh, Chuck Clark, I love Chuck Clark. Um, He's had a great season. I mean, he plays Pittsburgh. Again, this is going to be a grimy game, I think, between the Steelers and Baltimore. Uh, and the Steelers defense are, – are, and these are both defensive games or teams too. Uh, Steelers have the luxury of also being an offensive team. But I think the defense is going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting in this game. There are turnover-prone players on the Steelers team, uh, Big Ben included. He likes to air it out if they get up a little early. Connor, he's been known to fumble every now and again. So I could see this game. Uh, I could see a turnover or two for these defensive backs for the Baltimore Ravens, who all have a lot of uh, forced fumbles on the season. So I just, I really like Clark's chances this upcoming week to have a big game. Harrison Smith, he's put his name back in that conversation. Um, you know, he's had a couple of down weeks early in the season. It was kind of hard to trust him, but he's still the same Harrison Smith. I mean, you've seen that over the past couple of weeks. He's still the same Harrison Smith. The game, he's just not having the the, the rate of high-level games that he has had over the past few years. Uh, but he's still a, a top play every week. He's a guy you should feel confident playing every week. And then Malcolm Jenkins against Denver this week. Uh, you know, Jenkins is doing his, his usual stuff. You know, he's playing some some good football. I think this team is going to be a little bit more defensive-minded going forward. Their defense might see a little bit of a boost in snaps. Uh, we saw this last week. Alvin Kamara did not catch a single pass, or did he just catch one, I believe? So we know this offense is moving at a different clip than it is used to moving at. Um, so that might skew things a little bit more for us, the defense. So I like Malcolm Jenkins. It's a Denver matchup. I mean, Drew Locke, accuracy issues, um, weapons issues. Uh, they might open up this defense a little bit just because it's on the field a little bit more. And uh, I could see I could see Malcolm Jenkins making a play this week. You know, he's a Wiley veteran, and Drew Locke is. Well, Drew Locke's Drew Locke. I love me some Drew Locke, but he still is what he is. So that is all from me today, IDP Army. Uh, Y'all, I appreciate you. I'm thankful for you. Uh, I would be thankful to you if you went and left a review for the show on Apple iTunes. Uh, make sure you subscribe, share, tell everybody about the show. Defense does matter. Got a show coming out on the Dynasty Nerds YouTube channel. That's next week. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Steve and I want to get it up to a thousand people. That's like our, our kind of first like little goal. So that would be cool if you guys did that. I'm sure Steve would appreciate that too. He's been putting in a lot of work behind the scenes over there. And yeah, IDP Army, go out week well. Week well. Woo! Boy, week 12. Go kick some ass. We got one more week till playoffs, or one more week till we got that last week to playoffs. So hopefully you can solidify yourself. Get that little asterisk by your name in your in your sleeper league so you know you're locked into the playoffs. I hope that for you. It starts today. Week 12 starts this week. Go out there, kick some ass out of the Army. Tell them who sent you. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hear the clock tick, blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you switching it up and you living it up. You ain't getting it enough.